the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for joining me. I don't know about you, but I've really been loving the weather this week. It's nice and sunny, but not uh, too hot. Thankful for the moisture. I have live in studio with me today, Robin Chambers. She's the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children for Focus on the Family. She shared with me her favorite title, though, is Grammy. She's a proud grandmother of three. Robin, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks so much for having me on. It's it's really great uh, to have you. I hear you guys have a big event coming up in less than a week, Sea uh, Life. Uh, would you mind sharing with us what that event is all about? So absolutely. So just for your listeners, it's C S E E, not C S E A. We don't yeah. have wildlife on campus that focus on the family. <laughs> uh, the Sea Life event really became um, something that Focus on the Family started about four years ago. Um, it was a direct reaction to Governor Cuomo signing a bill that allowed abortion through 40 weeks. And as we were talking about that at the, <clears throat> me, at the executive level, I watched Jim Daly's eyes fill with tears when he said, that's a full-term baby. You can take hmm. the life of a full-term baby. And so Jim started down the path of let's show them life. Let's show hmm. them life in the womb. And so we did a live ultrasound in Times Square and that started this event called Sea Life. It's our joy to um, show people the beauty of life in the womb and to equip them to get involved in their local area. I love that. It's so powerful. We have four kids and, you know, 3D ultrasounds were coming out as our oldest was was in the womb and then they got better down to our youngest. But seeing an ultrasound is life changing for, for anyone. It's really hard to look at an ultrasound of a baby and not see that life begins at conception. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a great um, reminder. Focus on the Family started a program called Option Ultrasound 18 years ago, and that really was to answer the question, how could Focus on the Family help impact or drive down the number of abortions in the United States? Um, and someone in the room who was had a daughter pregnant um, said ultrasound has to be ultrasound. And so yeah. we've used that technology to introduce women to their babies in their womb for the last 18 years. It's been amazing to watch science and technology merge and just showing the beauty of life. Yeah. It's amazing the time that we live in. You know, there's some downside to technology, but there's some huge upsides as well. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the event. You know, what what's the event going to entail? How can people participate 
Yeah, this year is a little different. We decided to have an event on campus at Focus on the Family. We have um, lots of local pastors coming, and I know you're attending, Eric, and so thanks for coming. Um, But it really is to um, start having the conversation about what does it look like in a post-Roe world, knowing that that huge decision is pending. Um, That has certainly kept us on our toes, um, talking Mm -hmm. about this, planning for this. Um, it certainly is an answer to prayer if that is overturned. We've waited for that for 50 years. Yeah. And so, it's huge. But the question is, what happens? What happens right. if Roe is overturned? And so, our desire is to really educate and equip people on what happens to the abortion laws. Abortion doesn't go away, unfortunately. It just means it goes to the state level. And then the states then have either uh, greater restrictions or less restrictions on abortion and what happens in that state. So, the Sea Life event will be an evening of education. It will be an evening of inspiration. Um, and we have wonderful speakers coming. Ben Shapiro will be with us. Ben is an amazing speaker mm-hmm. and talks about the importance of standing in uh, kind of the public square and standing up for what we know is truth. And that is that life begins at conception. We have Candace Owens, and I had the joy of interviewing her and watching her talk about her children and watching mm-hmm. her face light up. She really has... Um, an amazing story of her faith from her grandparents all the way through mm, this current awesome. pregnancy. Mm. And then we have Phil Wickham coming to do a concert. Um, that will be the worship time. That will be a time to praise the Lord for what he's done so far. Yeah. And then just to continue to enter into that worship time with Phil. And then Jeannie Mancini, president for the March for Life. We've partnered with them for many, many years. And she has stood in that gap for 40 years, 40 wow. plus years, um, and standing up for women and their babies. So can listeners uh, participate by watching online? Yes. Yeah. So that is the entire event, including the concert with Phil Wickham, will be live streamed. Okay. Just go to focusonthefamily.com backslash C live. Register for that online. There'll be lots of um, videos, fun videos to watch. Trivia will be happening. So we'll... Um, Test your listeners to see yeah. how much they know about uh, the beauty of life. And um, that will start right at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. So you'll be engaging the online audience as the event is happening. And, Absolutely. And, and there place. might be prizes. So okay. tell them to tune in. <laughs> so go to Focus on the Family's website and you'll find the opportunity to register to be able to watch the event uh, online. What a power, powerful opportunity. Let's kind of unpack this a little bit uh, for our, our listeners. If Roe versus Wade does get overturned, you know, what does that look like, you know, specifically for the state of Colorado? I know we have just passed a, a horrific bill uh, recently. And, and so let, do you mind sharing your perspective on that bill and, and how things are looking here in Colorado? Yes. Unfortunately, um, Colorado now has the distinction of having the most radical abortion laws in the United States. We removed every law that would protect the life of that unborn child, including parental notification. Mm. So what that means is a young a young woman, really a young girl as young as 14, mm. could go into a Planned Parenthood or into an abortion provider here in the state and get an abortion before her mom and dad even know she's pregnant. That's before she's had time to even talk through her options, her choices, and what that means for her in that pregnancy. So right now, um, Colorado stands as... Um, I would, unfortunately, I think I would say we stand as a state of death. We mm. have um, no restrictions, meaning through 40 weeks, that's a full-term baby. You can abort for any reason, gender, race of the child, disability. Um, you 
can um, have abortion pills sent to your home without any oversight by a physician. And so we really have some um, work to do as uh, the pro-life community here in Colorado. If Roe is overturned, it doesn't impact our laws at all, at all because our governor signed those in. Um, they are on the books. They are in place. And so those restrictions that have been removed will not go back on the books. I think that's really important for people to understand. If Roe versus Wade does get overturned on a federal level, it's going to turn it over to the states. And now states are starting to develop their abortion laws. And I think our government here in Colorado saw that coming potentially and so made these really aggressive abortion laws. And just a reminder to everyone listening, it's really important to vote. It's really important to vote biblically and, and pro-life's a biblical issue because God is the author of life and we're created in in his uh, image. And our abortion law that recently got passed, it happened so quickly and quietly. And the next thing you knew, uh, it was it was passed and it was in law. So Absolutely. But one of the things that gives me hope is knowing that in our last election, there was a, a, a abortion ban on the on the ballot. And we had over a million Coloradans mm. that voted for greater restriction. So let's let's look at that and let's look at how um, we can really impact that young woman, even if the laws um, are so egregious in allowing for abortion up through 40 weeks. Um, individually, we can have an impact. At our churches, we can have an impact. Mm-hmm. How do we impact that young woman that's in that unplanned pregnancy in a way that helps her to choose life and then support her long term? So we have a lot of work to do, but I, I know we can do it. Yeah, I agree. Well, Robin, thanks so much for being with me. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 The Word. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Out of all the voices calling out to me. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well, that your drive, your commute is going okay. Just want to remind you that the show does turn into a podcast. If you go to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcasts, I have Robin Chambers with me, the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children from Focus on the Family. We're talking about their C Life event S-E-E Life event that's coming up June 14th. So make sure to go to their website and check that out. Before the break, we were talking about just how we can get involved in the issue of pro-life right here in Colorado Springs. And, you know, how would you encourage the body of Christ to to reach out in this way? You know, one of the, probably one of the joys I have of my role is to work with pregnancy resource centers. Um, there's more than 2,700 across the United States but right here in Colorado Springs, we work very closely with Life Network. They have been really a staple in this community for many, many years, and they have served um, in tons and tons of different ways. But they, I have never seen anyone who does it as well as they do. I know I'm probably biased mm-hmm. because they're right here in our backyard. Yeah. Um, but they do everything from meeting that woman who comes in that door with an unplanned pregnancy all the way through to parenting classes. They have fatherhood classes, material resources, mm-hmm. and they are in our schools talking about abstinence or sexual risk avoidance. And they do a phenomenal job. They have three locations in and around the Colorado Springs area. And I guarantee you, you call them and ask for a tour. They'll give you one the very same day. They're always looking for volunteers. The best thing our listeners can do is to pray. Pray for mm-hmm. that organization. Yeah. They're 100% donor funded, and what they're doing for this community is phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. We've partnered with them as a church and really love what they do. And people are coming to Christ, choosing to have their babies, mm-hmm. learning how to, to parent. It's, it's a beautiful uh, program. 
I know there may be some parents that are hearing news from their kids that their daughter's pregnant or their son has gotten a girlfriend pregnant. You know, what encouragement or resources would you point the parents to that find themselves having that conversation? Um, Eric, thank you for asking that question because as we were talking earlier, that was my story. Hmm. I got pregnant in high school and I remember so vividly, even though I'm a little older than um, I sound, um, I remember having that conversation with my parents. And of course, you know, growing up in a Christian home, we always talked about saving that very special part of your marriage for marriage. Um, But I remember my mom saying, let's make a plan, not Hmm. what we anticipated, not what we had hoped for, But let's make a plan. And that one word, the let's, um, it just immediately solidified my decision for life because I knew I wasn't alone. And Mm. so my son will be 42 this summer, Mm. and my husband and I have been married for 43 years. And Mm. so that support is so key. But mom and dad, it is so important for them Mm. to be, first of all, ready to have that conversation. Even if it's not their son or daughter, they will know someone in their sphere that will have that conversation and being able to be that safe place is so important for your young people to come and have that conversation with you and then talk about all of the choices and we know the better choice is life so be really Mm -hmm. ready to have that conversation you know i grew up in a christian home and i'm really thankful uh, for that but if you grew up in a christian home you do feel this pressure you know to not make mistakes and uh even though i don't think you know we and as Christian parents and intentionally put that pressure on our kids, uh, you just, just feel that. So I think as Christian parents, it's really good to share your own depravity with your kids, you know, uh, share how you came to Christ, mistakes you've made along the way, and then letting them know, like, when you make mistakes, you can come to mom and dad, you know, and, and we'll be there for you and, and walk alongside you. We're not going to abandon you. If, and it, and it may be with sex, it may be with something else, but we're all going to have our, our series of, of sin and mistakes along the way. And to know I can come talk to mom and dad, and it's going to be a safe place to have that conversation. You know? Absolutely. And one of the resources Focus on the Family has is a booklet called Valuing Life from the Start. So this is a really a resource to help parents start having that conversation about life and how important it is. And and you said earlier, you know, Christ is the author of life and to start yeah. having that conversation age and stage appropriate. Right. And this, this is a free resource for any of your listeners. Mm. Just go to our website and download that. Lots of fun activities, especially when you have littles in your home yeah. to start talking about um, the value of life. And that begins that foundational understanding mm-hmm. of, okay, mom and dad is a safe place. Yeah. We're, we're all saved by grace. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, just having that conversation about grace and forgiveness is key as well. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You were mentioning that there's also some digital resources for those that want to get involved in the pro-life movement. Could you tell us about those? Yes. Yeah, so we started a digital campaign that leads up to the actual live event, the Sea Life event, and it is stories. Um, what better way to share the beauty of life than through stories? And we have stories of women who've had a past abortion and how they came to Christ and found healing. Mm-hmm. And I want people to hear that. There's always hope and healing, and, and Christ is ready and will and willing to do that. But stories about women who had an unplanned pregnancy and chose the beauty of mm-hmm. adoption. Um, we've we've had stories of fathers who say, I had a past abortion, and now look what God's done in my life through that hope and that healing. And so it's a great way for people to really start listening and learning what it means to be pro-life. Along with those digital episodes, we have resources that are downloadable. We have video 
a whole video series that talks about what it means to be pro-life and how you can have those conversations. But it's having the conversation from a loving perspective and not that judgmental perspective. Mm-hmm. It's very key to having that conversation with someone who maybe doesn't know how they feel about life or the abortion issue. And so it's just a way to equip your listeners on how to have those um, conversations. And I always say, if we can have a conversation, we can find a solution. Yeah, that's really, really good. So check out those digital resources on Focus on the Family's uh, website. And I think that there is a change that's happening in culture that's moving towards pro-life. And man, it's become very much the conversation with Roe versus Wade decision uh, coming up uh, this summer. But I've noticed maybe even in the last five, definitely in the last 10 years, it, it seems like the public's mindset is moving a little bit more towards pro-life. I, I know there's still a lot of people that are very much pro-abortion, but are you seeing that as well, that we're, we're starting to see the country move a little bit more in a pro-life direction? I do. I actually have the joy of working with our summer interns. Every, I mean, every year we have this amazing group of young people coming in, and they are probably one of the most pro-life generations that I've worked with. And mm. I've been in this movement for 22 years, and these young people are so... First of all, they're very justice-minded, but they are so in tune to what it means to be pro-life, whole life pro-life, and they're they're just willing to take a stand. They have amazing opportunities at every one of their universities to be part of a pro-life student group, and so I see this entire generation standing up for life and standing up for what they are saying is a justice issue and that that child has the right to be born. And so I see that, and I see a lot of the states moving more toward um, restrictions on abortion. Even those that I've had conversations with that are pro-abortion or pro-choice, they're saying the radicalness, even like here in Colorado, that's too far. And so being able to have that conversation about how far is too far when you're talking about abortion, and then having those wins along the way with the restrictions, I see even pro-choice people really coming to that realization that this is too far, this is too radical, we need to start looking at how we protect life and not end life. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that's awesome. I'm not up on this as well as I should, but Oklahoma has passed or is about ready to pass uh, a new law. Uh, could you share with us about that? Yeah, the governor actually just signed it last week. It is a very extreme um, protection for the unborn. Um, okay. uh, I will say this. I do agree with the restrictions. However, I don't know that what they've put in place will actually go forward because it's it's really involving the individual person and being able to bring a lawsuit against a woman who has an abortion. And so I, I think that probably will be pulled back. I think that's probably the extreme. Um, what they What they started to do early on, probably five years ago, was the abortion, excuse me, the abortion bans on a woman's right to know, meaning you have to have an ultrasound before you can have an abortion. Hmm. So I think going back to that is what we'll see Oklahoma do within the next few months. Okay. Well, stay with us. We'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. I can't count the times I've called your name from broken night. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. Today we're talking about life and God being the giver of life that we're made in His image. I have Robin Chambers with me from Focus on the Family. Focus is hosting a big event here in less than a week called Sea Life. For those that are just joining us, Robin, would you share with us again about Sea uh, Life and how people can participate? 
Yes, this is an event that we are hosting at the campus on a focus on the family on June 14th. Um, there is an opportunity for your listeners to join us live stream. So that will be free to anyone who signs up. They can go to focus on the family.com um, backslash sea life, get involved that way. This is an e- evening to really equip and educate um, Coloradans and especially on how we can get involved in this fight for life. And we have Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, um, Jeannie Mancini from the March for Life, and then Phil Wickham. And Phil will be with us even after the event doing a concert. That will be streamed as well. And so it's just an evening to really start talking about what it means to live in a post-Roe world and how we can get involved at our local level and really make abortion unthinkable. Awesome. So go to Focus on the Family's website, get registered. I also encourage you to share it on social media. That has a lot of impact, and we want to get as many people seeing the Sea Life event as as possible. You know, Robin, with your role at Focus on the Family, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children, obviously being an advocate for the kids in the womb, but also uh, when they're born and developing it as children. I know Focus does a lot of awesome things in the area of adoption and foster care. Uh, Could you share with us about that? Absolutely. So we started a program called Wait No More, meaning that we want children to wait no more for forever families. Um, We really started that to raise awareness of the children in foster care that are available for adoption. I know that sounds like a really odd thing to say, But currently in the United States, there's over 400,000 children in Mm. foster care or in out-of-home care. Wow, 400,000. Out of that 400,000, over 100,000 of those children have had parental rights terminated. And one of the things I want your listeners to hear is those children are not bad kids. Yeah. Those children are not at fault for being in foster care. Um, Mom and dad, you know, they may be making um, decisions that aren't safe for those children. So those kiddos have been removed Mm -hmm. for their safety, their health, and their protection. But those kids that have, uh, for whatever reason, parental rights have been terminated, over 100,000 of those kiddos are waiting for a family. Mm -hmm. Um, Families like yours and mine, you know, Mm -hmm. families and churches that say, yes, God's calling me to say yes to fostering one of those kiddos. And so we actually have events that we've done across the United States to really equip people on what it means to adopt from foster care or what it means to be a foster parent. Our hope, our goal is always reunification for that kid to go home with mom and dad mm-hmm. and have an intact family. But when that's not um, a, when that's not a possibility, those kids need to be in a home with mom and dad where they're safe. And so we talk through that process of what it means to become a foster parent and then what it means to adopt from foster care. And so we've been in 23 different states. We have done dozens and dozens of events to really raise awareness of children in foster care. Um, We actually do this amazing outreach to child placement agencies, and we do a brand-new suitcase with a teddy bear and a Bible Hmm. that goes to that child in foster care. A lot of times these kiddos are removed from the home with nothing but a change of clothing in a garbage bag or a plastic bag. Right. So this suitcase gets to the child, and that child has dignity. They see that they're valued. And then there's a Bible in there with a note that says, you're seen, you're loved. Um, mm. And it's just a way for us to connect with those kiddos as well. So it's a mm. great program through Focus on the Family. So James 127 says that pure religion is to visit the orphan and widow in their suffering. And my younger sister is adopted from the state of Oregon. My parents went through the process and it was a long process, and, and God really led them to my sister, uh, Heidi. I was like 13, 
and she was two. My brother was 15 when our family adopted her. And it's been a huge blessing for us uh, as as a family. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about adoption. A lot of people think that adoption is really expensive. I could never afford to, to adopt, but but actually foster care to adopt, that's not the case, you know, here in uh, Colorado. And I'm sure there's maybe a few listeners that are listening today that God's stirring them to adopt. And it really represents what God's done for us. We're adopted sons and daughters as God, as believers, and it's a display of of the, the gospel. Could you share with us in Colorado, what's the process to be a foster parent and then to adopt? Is it expensive? You know, how, how do you get started? Right. How do you get started? Actually, contact Focus on the Family. We actually okay. have some online programs that really answer all those questions because that is probably the biggest hurdle is, like you said, how do I get started? Where do I go? What do you know? What questions do I ask? Um, lots of paperwork, but, uh, you know, that is a way for the state to determine that you are right. a safe place for that child. Yeah. They've been removed from an unsafe place. And so we just want to make sure they're with a safe family. Yeah. And so lots of paperwork that goes into that. There's a home study that they have to do. It is not expensive at all. Um, and again, Dr. Sharon Ford, who works at Focus on the Family, has all of that information, all those resources at FocusOnTheFamily.com. And it's just a great way to start asking the question, is God calling you to do this? And then the other side to that is infant adoption. And that's one of the things that pregnancy centers do across the United States as well, is they talk to that young woman who may say, I can't parent right now for a variety of reasons. There's lots of reasons that women say that, but abortion's not right for them. And so they want to make an adoption plan so we can connect them with a private Christian adoption. That removes some of that really expensive attorney fees that go into adopting from you know infancy. And so again, work with your local pregnancy center and they can connect you with an adoption agency. So two separate things, infant adoption from a young mm. woman who says, you know, I want a place for adoption all the way through to adopting from foster care. Focus on the family is um, ready and willing to take those calls. Again, we have lots of information online mm-hmm. for your listeners to start that process. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really encouraging to know. And obviously the pro-life issue begins at conception and is in the womb, but doesn't end there. You know, we care for the mom and the baby and the dad you know, through the the whole whole process, and adoption is a piece of that. You know, as God's church being pro life, part of that is to have a heart for adoption. And uh, I think that a lot of times people get very intimidated about uh, adoption. And I'm not going to say that it's easy. You know, there is there is difficulty that that comes with it, but very few things that are worthwhile are, are easy. You know, but I would say that it's doable. You know, if if God is putting that on your heart, it, it is doable. And I think a, a lot of times people don't realize just how many kids there are where the parental rights have already been terminated or are in the process of being uh, terminated and they're ready to be adopted, you know. Absolutely. And my husband and I actually walked through that. We have custody of two of our grandkids. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that my favorite title is Grammy. Yeah. Um, and those kids were um, removed from the home because of some unsafe decisions that their parents were making. And so my husband and I took that very big step yeah. and walked into what looks like kinship adoption. And the state was an absolute resource for us. Mm. And so I would say to your listeners, don't be intimidated. Um, there's amazing social workers and guardian ed items right here in Colorado Springs that have the best interests of that kiddo 
and they worked with us and our grandkids are thriving. They're doing amazing. Mm. They're 21 and 20. Yeah. Um, so they wouldn't like me saying they're littles, but we've yeah. had them since they were three and four and wow. the state was a great resource. That's really great to hear. And I think a lot of people also are intimidated by the state and working with the state and but it's it's a it's a beautiful process and that that's that's an awesome uh, testimony. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that. We're going to head to a break in just a moment. I've got Robin Chambers with me, the executive director of advocacy for children for Focus on the Family right here in Colorado Springs. They're hosting an event, Sea Life, that is coming up June 14th. You can go to their website, just Google Focus on the Family Sea Life. You can get registered. And you're going to get a lot of great information about how to get involved in this uh, pro-life movement. And maybe you've been like me. I've always been a pro-life, but didn't always take a lot of action in that direction. It's not too late to get involved. So stay with us. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you're doing well and know that the Lord's with you and that He loves you. I have Robin Chambers with me from Focus on the Family, and we're talking about pro-life, such an important uh, issue. And really who's on the ground level of this is our pregnancy resource centers. And I know Focus works with pregnancy resource centers throughout the country. Uh, Could you share with us a little bit more about what pregnancy resource centers do, and then how you guys support those those centers. Yeah, the pregnancy resource centers or pregnancy medical centers, you'll hear that used okay. kind of interchangeably. They really are there to be um, kind of that first line of defense when that young woman finds herself in an unexpected pregnancy. Um, that is the place where she can come for immediate help. No judgment, uh, no condemnation. We hear from women who go to these centers that say, I was instantly, I felt welcomed. It was a warm um, reception when I went in there, and they really are there to help talk through all of her options because we do want her to understand what it means to go through an abortion physically, emotionally, psychologically, but we also talk to her about what it means to parent and the resources that she has through that pregnancy center, and then we can talk through uh, what it means to make an adoption plan. So those pregnancy centers really are on the front lines. They are dealing with life and death decisions every single day. And so for almost 50 years, Focus on the Family has served pregnancy centers way, way, way back. Hmm. Um, probably before I started, we did resources, um, little booklets that really helped talk that women, talk those women through all of those decisions. Hmm. And we gave those resources free. We still do. We do $500 of free resources to the pregnancy centers across the United States every single year. Wow. And it's resources for the the client advocate to talk through um, first nine months. You know, what is it, what's going on in your body and how do you have a healthy pregnancy and just all those things that that woman is, you know, questioning. Um, and then about 18 years ago, we started a program called Option Ultrasound. And that was putting brand new ultrasound machines in pregnancy centers across the United States. We've done over 1,600 grants in the last 18 years. Um, and that's for ultrasound machines to help show that woman there's life mm-hmm. and to show her that baby. Um, we also do grants for nurses training. Can't have an ultrasound machine without right. the nurses to run that. Yeah. And so any kind of grant that we can really um, kind of use to help equip that pregnancy center to reach more of the abortion-minded women in their communities. And through that program, um, Pregnancy Center's Life Like like Life Network right here in Colorado Springs, has had brand new ultrasound machines, and they report back to us every single month the number of decisions for life. Mm. Through all those pregnancy centers, more than 485,000 women 
hmm. have made a decision for life because we've shown them what's going on in their bodies. And so we had the joy of doing Life Network very early in the program. They were the fourth recipient of a brand new ultrasound wow. machine 18 years ago. That's awesome. And they just continue to do amazing things. In fact, we did their brand new 3D, 4D system a few months ago, and they see clients all the time and use that ultrasound machine to show them the babies. That's incredible. I never knew that that focus helps fund the pregnancy resource centers and with uh, ultrasound machines. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool to think almost a half a million babies have been saved by this choice that they've made to have their, their children. That's really cool. That's, that's incredible. So for those that are here locally here in Colorado Springs, make sure to, to check out Life Network. You know, if you're in a place where you've had an unplanned pregnancy or somebody that you love has had an unplanned pregnancy, uh, please reach out to them. It's going to really be a loving environment, non-judgmental be able to receive a free ultrasound and have resources uh, for you uh, moving forward uh, as as well. Well, let's give uh, another shout out for this event that's coming up June 14th, Sea uh, Life. Uh, share with us how people can find that event and make sure they don't miss it. Yeah, again, just go to focus on the family backslash Sea Life, register for the live stream. There'll be lots of fun videos um, to kind of warm up and get ready for the actual live event. It starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. We have Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, uh, John Stone Street will be um, kicking it off with some prayer time and um, Jeannie Mancini and then wrapping it up with a concert from Phil Wickham. So please join us. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Sea Life event coming up for Focus on the Family June 14th and Looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in and through that. We've got a few uh, minutes left. And as this is a local show, you know, for uh, Colorado Springs, Southern Colorado, what do you you and your husband enjoy doing in Colorado Springs? What what do you like? How long have you lived here? Mm. What are some of your favorite things about the city? We actually moved here 29 years ago. My husband was active duty Air Force and was at the Air Force Academy for seven years. And so we absolutely love hiking and skiing. And then we just recently took up pickleball. And so taking advantage of this beautiful weather, my yeah, husband is that? local. How, I've yeah. never played pickleball. <laughs> uh, they always say it is um, an older person's version of tennis. And so that's my husband okay. and I. Uh, that's our our um, outdoor activity right yeah. now. So he's a local teacher and coach. Okay. Um, and he absolutely loves um, really just working with the kids in this community. And they're amazing young people. Um, so we've fell in love with the the city and decided to take an early out from the Air Force and stay here so that we could um, raise our kids here. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've seen the city change a lot in these these 29 years. Yeah, it's it's really grown. It has grown, and I love it, and then I don't like it when there's traffic. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of ups and downs to that, but it has been, it's an amazing place to raise our families. Um, it just is a beautiful way to get involved in nature, but the people here in Colorado Springs are some of the really some of the kindest people we've we've ever lived around. And being in the military, we've seen lots. Yeah, I've lived here for 22 years and have really seen the traffic expand and grow. And I don't love the the traffic, but you can't <laughs> beat the views. You know, the views of the mountains and the parks that we have access to. And I love the people as well. I find the people to be really really friendly. And this is a a great city to be able to to live in. So. Agreed, a hundred percent. I think we've got time for one more question. You know, how would you encourage people to get involved in pro life as they've listened to this show and they're looking for maybe one or two action points? You know, what what would you encourage them to do? 
First and foremost, I would say ask your church, go to your pastor, not that I'm asking a senior pastor to do one more thing, but go to your pastor and ask what kind of programs they have at the church. Be willing to investigate how you can bring a a pro-life, maybe a pro-life program into your church. How do you serve the young women in our communities? Um, And it really is long-term. It's post that decision for life. And so that is key for her um, thriving. We want her and her child to thrive. What better way than for her to be in a church? And so maybe your church doesn't have it. Maybe God's calling you to be Mm. the one to bring it to your church. Ask the question. Um, And then my passion really is pregnancy centers. Get involved at your local pregnancy center. You don't have to be the one that's the client advocate. You could be the one that's doing a diaper drive or you're, you're helping with material resources. Go for a tour and just find out how you can serve that pregnancy center so they can continue to serve the, the women and, and the young men in their communities. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for a lot of listeners, their kind of exposure to focus on family is primarily through the radio show, podcast, you know, what they hear from that excellent content that's given. But focus on the family does so much more than that as well. I mean, that's kind of their, their communication piece. Uh, so it's been really fun to have you today and, you. and hear about the advocacy for, for children. And I hope people go to your guys' website and look at all of the resources, especially in this area of pro-life and uh, adoption. So can you just give us your website one more time? Yeah, it's just focus on the family backslash see life. Come join us, even if it's via live stream. So come and join us. That's great. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening today as we talk about this important issue of pro-life. And remember that we're all created in God's image. Maybe you're wondering why is pro-life so important is because it's important to God and it affects everything. It affects how we treat our elderly, how we treat one another. It all starts in the womb at uh, conception. So, And remember, you're created in uh, God's image. You're loved by the Lord. He created you. He's got a plan and purpose uh, for your life. And as you're driving down the road trying to navigate traffic, just remember that the Lord loves you and he's with you. Robin, thanks so much for joining me. It's been great to have you today. Thank you for having me on. All right. We'll be back next time and have a great evening. Take care. Thanks for listening to 100.7 The Word. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.